Welcome to Jubilations, a Judaic podcast intended to educate, inspire, and motivate your hungry Jewish mind. Each week, Jubilations dives into the minds of influential Jewish people, speaking powerful words of wisdom. Sherna Kasowitz is here today on Jubilations. Thank you for joining me today, honey. Again, thank you for doing this and giving me the opportunity. Well, we are on Jubilations, and you can find Jubilations at J-E-W-B-A-L-A-T-I-O-N-S. And that is, eh, you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on iHeart. It's all over the internet, so you can find Sterna everywhere. So make sure you check out backroomstudios.com, S-T-E-W-D-I-O-S, and hit the little jubilations button and you can listen to Sterna. So thank you for joining me. Today we're talking about candle lighting, which is a really important thing because it's something that we do weekly, and I'm really excited for this show. So tell me all about it. Okay, so thank you for that introduction, and um, we will begin with lighting the Shabbos candles, which are called Shabbat candles or Shabbos candles, depending on how you pronounce it, but it is one of the essential three mitzvot that were particularly given to the women, to the women of the house. So, um, Are men allowed to do it? And the interesting thing is that if there are no women or no girls that will be lighting candles in the home, men do have the obligation of lighting the candles. Shabbat candles must be lit in every Jewish home for Shabbat. And we will learn that it has to be lit 18 minutes before sundown. After that, all laws of Shabbat apply. So there's no extinguishing, no lighting, and all the other things that are prohibited on Shabbos apply 18 minutes after sundown. Okay, so there are three mitzvot that are particular to the woman. I will just mention them, but today we will discuss the lighting of the candles. One of them is the baking of the challah. It encompasses also the kosher, the food that is eaten in the home. We will discuss that at a different time. And also the family purity laws, the laws about the mikvah, and all uh, and the candlelighting, of course, we'll discuss today. All of these bring special blessings, special peace uh, into the home. And it is the woman's domain the woman who is the foundation of the home that has uh, or assumes the responsibility for these mitzvot. Why the Shabbat candles? To start off, why the Shabbat candles? One of the reasons given for the Shabbat candles is from the earliest days of history, we've heard about our matriarchs, Sarah. Uh, she was the mother of all the whole Jewish nation, and Abraham, the first Jew. Uh, she used to have 
her candles burning from one uh, from the eve of Shabbat, 18 minutes before sundown, until the next week on Friday, until she would relight again. She had a special miracle in her tent, and her candles used to burn from one Friday to the next. Um, Abraham and Sarah, and our matriarchs and patriarchs, actually through prophetic vision, knew all the mitzvot that will be given in the Torah, and they observed everything. They observed everything um, in their time. Uh, when Sarah passed away, the miracle of the flames burning from week to week also stopped. And um, do they when know Abraham, why? do they know why that? Happened? Well, it wasn't her merits. Oh. It was in her merit okay. that this special miracle happened. She was a real righteous person. And um, when Abraham would light the candles, his candles would burn at sundown for the approximate time that candles burn, just like when you and I would light. And so when Rivka... Excuse me, I do have to ask a question. Is there a certain amount of time your Shabbos candles should need to stay lit? Very, because very I know good if, question. Like, you have a wind and it blows them quicker by chance. How long do they have to stay lit? Excellent question, and I'm really glad you asked that, because um, one of the laws in the Torah is that you are not allowed to light a candle on Shabbat, or you're not to allowed to ignite, ignite, or you're not allowed to put it out. So suppose you light the candles and there is an open window nearby. You want to catch a breeze and you have a cross ventilation, you have to be careful to close the window maybe, at least while the candles are burning, because that is going to directly cause for the candles to burn out. So that is one thing we're preventing. We're not actually doing it, but we will prevent it from happening. The other question you asked me was, is there a certain time? And the idea is that on Shabbat, we are we were given the commandments at the time of the Ten Commandments. I was going back in history, so I will get back to that. But at the Ten Commandments, it says that we should remember to guard the Sabbath. Uh, we should remember the Sabbath day, and we should guard the Sabbath. And in honor of those two words that were given at the time of the utterances of the Ten Commandments, we actually light the minimum of two candles for those two words. Remember and guard the Shabbat. That's so all for the those longer? two words, what? That's all the longer they would need to stay lived? No, lit? so now I'll continue Excuse me. and say that one of the things on Shabbat is we're supposed to have enjoyment, pleasure. How do you have pleasure at a special dinner, which we have on Shabbat, everything is made more special. Our clothing, our food, the atmosphere, the tranquility, all. How is it made more special? And that is with the ushering in of the candles bringing the light. That is one of the reasons why we even light the candles, is to bring in light to make the meal more pleasurable. When you bring in the light, we are 
making. So, uh, and if people want to have a romantic dinner, they have wine, they have a nice dinner, they maybe have flowers, and they have candles. That makes a nice aura. That makes, it gives the atmosphere. So this is by divine design. God knows what gives a nice, enjoyable, special atmosphere. And God said that uh, the, rab- uh, the rabbinic uh, laws were handed down that we should, in honor of those two words, guarding and um, remembering the Shabbos day, light the minimum of two candles. Again, we said... It is incumbent upon every home to have these candles. So if a woman cannot be there for some urgent reason, if there is no woman in the house and only a man lives by himself, whatever the case is, candles must be lit with the blessing in honor of Shabbat, 18 minutes before sunset. Now, how long should the candles last? They should last ideally through for the duration of the meal, but if not, at least until through the kiddush. That's a because long time. it is customary through on kiddush. The, through a meal is a long time. Well, uh, as long as we can during the meal, but at least it is customary during kiddush to also look and gaze at the candles. So. Let's say sundown is 18 minutes before, uh, candle lighting is 18 minutes before sundown. And then there are communities that take on Shabbos early while it's still daylight outside. So perhaps they, if you do it as a uh, a community, then you can take in Shabbos, the most is an hour earlier. So let's say if Shabbos starts at 8.30, they take it in at 7.30. You light 18 minutes before, you still have, they have the evening services after, they have mincha services. That means actually afternoon services and the evening is when they, when it gets dark, they say an extra Shema and whatever else they need to say. And then, um, but during the meal, it, it does end up being, could be sometimes 45 minutes to an hour till you actually make Kiddush and sit down if you're going to follow these guidelines on when to light candles and when to sit down to the meal after services. So you can't actually say the evening until it's evening, but the afternoon services, mincha services are usually said after candle lighting by the men. With women, it's a different thing. If there are women that say mincha, afternoon services, I'm saying it for the purpose of this broadcast, not because it means that much. It's once a woman takes on Shabbos, she's already in the Shabbos zone. So it's hard for her to say an evening service after. But if she had in mind that she will be saying the afternoon services after Shabbos, then it's okay. But ideally, if she does pray three times a day, just like the men, then she should try to say mincha, afternoon services before um, lighting Shabbos candles. But I don't want to get off. You asked me how long, and it is 
ideally best for the duration, but if not, at least through the Kiddush, the candles should burn. Great. But there's an order into the way we do this. Yes. So I just want to get back to history and the way we um, we follow from our matriarchs, our patriarchs. So uh, Sarah, Sarah, and I say our matriarchs and patriarchs follow the Torah laws because by prophetic vision they knew the commandments, what we will be given, and so therefore they observe the Torah laws. That's why she lit the candles. So I said hers had a special miracle, Sarah, that when she lit it on Friday afternoon, it lasted from Friday to Friday. So when she passed and Abraham, Avraham lit the candles, I said it lasted as long as you and I did. Then um, time came for Yitzchak to marry and... There's a whole beautiful story on how Yitzhak Eliezer, Yitzhak, the son of Abraham, and it's a beautiful story how they he goes about and is successful in finding the wife, the suitable match for um, uh, Yitzhak, who was the son and brought up in the house of Abraham and Sarah, and um, her name was Rebecca. Shocking. Rebecca. <laughs> and so when she came... And she lit the candles. She also had the merit that when she lit the candles, it would burn from Friday to the following Friday. And you wow. know that after the um, the story of bringing up Isaac on the altar, which was just a test, one of the tests that God was testing Abraham's faith and belief in God, for all to see, God actually knew. He just wanted to prove to others. At, right after that, Sarah, his mother, passed away from the shock of it all. It just seemed incomprehensible. That, Rebe that when, Rebe Isaac when he married was, Rebecca... Isaac was taken to the altar. Sarah died from the shock of everything she oh. was told about what happened, that he was taken to the altar as if he was going to be offered. It was actually a oh, test, okay. and there was never any... Uh, it was very subtle... On the request, it was never meant that he was to be slaughtered. It was just he was to br be brought up, and from the shock of just the whole idea, she just she passed away. And obviously, it was her time, but she invested so much in his education and his um, upbringing, and she uh, wanted really the best girl for him, as we all do, and for our children, the best. A uh, suitable spouse, and um, when Rivka came to the tent, and Yitzchak saw that the candles were burning from Friday to Friday, that is when he had comfort from his mother's passing. He saw that she came to fill kind of the the shoes of his mother; that yeah. she was in the same way experiencing the same miracle. And when his father lit the candles. It was just ordinary candles that burned out. But yet when she came and she lit the candles, she was a young girl. 
cool. Yeah. And when she lit these candles, she had such great merit that it also lasted all week, just like his mother did. And so this was such a comfort for him. And from these two women, we see how it's important when the mother lights the candles that the daughters who are young, they have the ability to bring holiness, tranquility, um, peace, and training, the training of mitzvot at the time from when they're very young to kind of take this mitzvah and really embrace it and to start to make it a second nature. It's very difficult once you first get married and say, oh, now you have to learn and do so many things and the candles and this. It's a lot. So we do so, um, and the same from, you could say, bat mitzvah, when a person becomes 12 or a bar mitzvah, 13, according to the Torah. So uh, all of a sudden, they're supposed to know all the laws and the next day know how to do it all. It's all about the training starts from where, from when a, a girl or a child understands, starts to speak. We teach them these things so it will become part of them and not... Something new at 12. It's not yeah, it would new. be very burdensome and very, uh, and very difficult, really yeah. very difficult to uh, undertake that and overwhelming. I have a so question. The, yes. I'm sorry. Um, do you have a certain... Are there certain candles that you have to use? For them to be Shabbat candles? So it's like, interesting. You just should make sure that these candles can be used, uh, that they are long enough to last through, let's say, through Kiddush and ideally for the it. whole meal. So you can but use any candle. You can use, nowadays we are lucky enough, we could also use tea lights. There are people that are a oh, little yes. nervous. Let's say they get invited yes. out to eat or whatever, uh, or they're traveling, taking the tea lights is a machaya really? Yeah, well, it's that's cool because it would last. Those would actually last at least through kiddush, I mean, right? So and then also fine. people are sometimes afraid. What if it falls over? This and that, and this way those are like really safe, convenient. It, it's just like it's made so easy now for us to be able to keep this mitzvah yes. that there really is not, you know, uh, if we make just a little bit of an effort that it brings back so much reward. It brings back, uh, it, it brings to us blessings. It brings in blessings to our home and it brings in blessings to the whole world. When we make the blessings, we are drawing down blessings from above that the whole world benefits from. We are called a light onto nations. Through the blessings that we say, we actually draw down light a physical light, which is a candle, but spiritual light as well. Spiritual light, spiritual blessings, spiritual peace and tranquility. You notice as soon as we light the candles, there's been the hustle and bustle a whole week, but as soon as you light the candles, you usher in a certain peace, a certain tranquility, a certain inner peace, and a certain outer peace that words really can't describe. It's just a very a special thing that comes in and we have the privilege, the merit to 
usher in the Shabbos even before the Kiddush is said, we are the ones that um, begin the Shabbos. And another part too, can you use oil for that? Very good question. Um, There is, that's why I do very in-depth study before I come. You have great questions. There are some people actually that light with olive oil. The the Chabad custom is that we light in the in the Rebbe's houses. They always lit with candles, but there are plenty of people within Chabad and all around the world that uh, that use olive oil. So whatever the custom that you do um, is what you you can do, as long as it is lit in the proper time, 18 minutes before sunset. Um, and it lasts long enough, it doesn't matter right. what you use, it basically. Also should be, it also should be in the room where you eat. Some people can think you put it in one room and you go somewhere else, but the purpose is to brighten up, to add atmosphere in the room we are and to benefit from this... Um, to, uh, to have pleasure. Um, somebody had once asked me if they could use a birthday candle, like, or a Hanukkah candle, something that wasn't as long, but if it actually can make it that long, then it's just fine. Anything Absolutely. that you want to use, which is a great thing to know. So Right. And then, so that's what I want to say about the tea lights, that that was convenient yeah. to people that have used olive oil. But I, in one of my studies, I was learning with this rabbi um, and he brought out this thing which is important to know. If a person takes on a certain custom, it is good to say, like, belineder, which means without a vow, because something in, um, in Judaism, if we do something, a mitzvah, let's say, or a certain custom three times, you've kind of given it a certain strength, and this is the way you're going to stick to it. But if we say it's without a vow, I don't say that I take this on, I just feel like doing it with olive oil or uh, the other way around, however we do it. But if we take on something and we say, I'm not doing this because I'm going to do this long term, it's just maybe I want to. And if you take it on long term, then usually if we do something three times in a row, that's the way we keep Yeah, it's kind of a regular part of our schedule. That's what it should become. So... um, but there are people that light. And I want to say that we started off to say that the commandment, well, okay, so we said the history, first of all, every home should have Shabbos candles. That is the commandment from the Ten Commandments. We went back in history to say that our matriarchs and patriarchs observed the commandments because they had prophetic vision. They saw what will be given, and that's what they observed. We see that it was the women and even uh, young, young who are in training, who, who let's say, with the assistance of a mom, they have candles of their own, uh, candles of their own with which they light because they do need assistance. And once a woman lights candles, she no longer should be touching the candles. And so we want to help and make sure that Everything is stable with the uh, with the child, with the daughter, and she uh, lights. So we said we discussed that we so like. You can't move them. 
we are not supposed to move Interesting. them. Interesting. Okay, I didn't and know that. And we're supposed to just... Some people have like a cup, a little, let's say, a clay, a clay pot, whatever, where they put out the candle there. I actually use a, um, a lighter. I find it very convenient. And one of the customs that we do is that we um, give tzedakah before lighting. It is a very auspicious time to give tzedakah. First of all, we're supposed to give tzedakah every single day, at least, well, at least once a day, if we can, we give twice a day. It represents the, the, the two sacrifices that were given in times of the temple, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, maybe. I mean, the prayers were done then, the sacrifices, and tzedakah is usually given before the prayers. Uh, daytime is more auspicious time. Nighttime, we refrain from doing that. But uh, Shabbos, since we can't give tzedakah, so we're giving, let's say, for Shabbos. But also we're giving it before we do our special mitzvah, which is particular to the woman. We are giving this because this is an auspicious time that after the lighting of the candles, we actually um, use this time to add personal prayers for our children, for people that are not well, for people that are um, need sustenance, need all kinds of things. We use the time for personal prayer as we do with anything, as with going to the mikvah right before then, as with go, uh, uh, baking challah and making the blessing when we take off a piece. We, that is a very auspicious personal time that besides the blessing, we actually use the time to make our own personal prayer for all the things that we need for ourselves for our family, that they should grow up, and they should also illuminate the world through, through the observance of uh, Torah and mitzvot. And we are a light unto nation, and this is really what gives us our inner flames to illuminate the world. Torah is our guide, and there's no beating around that. Um, so we give charity before lighting, and now let's, we'll just talk about how we light. So we draw our hands. Oh, I don't want to say that some people, so we talked about a minimum of two candles, but people have the custom of adding an additional candle for every child. So um, whatever your custom is, that's what we do. There was a period in history where all the little girls, they were all lighting, but then, you know, through war-torn uh, times, it became more and more difficult to obtain candles for women, let alone girls. So whatever they found, they did the minimum, minimum of trying to put together two candles, and if that was the basic they had for the home, that's what they did. So this custom kind of got forgotten where the young girls would light as well. But now, thank God, the Rebbe has re brought back or um, reminded us of this custom that even three-year-old girls, just like Rivka, who was three at the time, uh, started to light, uh, start to light at three years old. We should try to practice this and try to educate our daughters so that when they'll have their homes 
And at the time, it's not just from when they have their homes, but at the time they bring in much blessing and they can personalize their own mitzvah. We ask for um, peace, not just for ourselves, but for the whole world. And, you know, we're at a time when things are so enveloped in darkness. Things don't make sense. Things are really chaotic. And the a little light dispels a lot of darkness. So how much more so with more light, more blessing, we can dispel a lot of darkness. And just by lighting candles, it's a simple thing. It's a beautiful mitzvah. It brings a lot of pleasure to the home, physically and spiritually. And I can't emphasize that enough. So we... Actually, for every mitzvah that we do, we first make the blessing and then we do it. For example, if you're going to shake the lulav and esrog without the blessing, you've already done the mitzvah. Maybe you're you're done. You know, you know. Maybe you can't say the bracha because you already did the shaking. But when it comes to candles, once you light the Shabbos candles, it's already Shabbos. So we have, what do you do about the bracha? So here, we make the bracha. Uh, we first, I'm sorry. We can't, so it's already Shabbos when we light the candles and we can't touch it. Uh, uh, so what are we making the bracha after? It's kind of a, a weird situation. So our rabbis have told us this would be the practice, that we light it. And then afterwards, we make the blessing, but we cover our eyes not to see that we already did it, because there isn't a real good way around it. And what we do is we kind of usher in the Sabbath by drawing our hands in. And usually we do it about three times. We're kind of drawing the light in. Like in a One, circular two, three, motion. In a circular motion. We're drawing in over the flames towards ourselves. We're bringing in the peace and the sanctity of Shabbat to our homes, to ourselves, and why, we say why do you the blessing. Do, why do you do three times? Why do you bring why it in three, three times, times as you your circular motion that you bring in? Is there a reason for the three times? I will tell you that in a minute. So okay. I will bring this up because I actually, that was an important point that I actually delved into. And so let me just get through this, Sorry. make the blessing, explain it. And then uh, we'll, we'll make that after. point. Right. Oops. So we draw the hands in. We make the blessing. We say, Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kiddishanu Bemitzvosav Vitzivanu Lehadlik Ner Shel Shabbos. We also, Chabad customers, to add in Kodesh. We don't usually add in words into prayers that were given and uh, instituted by the uh, great assembly who put together the uh, the Siddur. They put together the Haggadah. We, there is special numerical value on our prayers, and we don't just add and subtract. But when we, this is the end of a complete bracha, which we have already said. It's okay to add in the word Kodesh, which means holy. We've already said the blessing, we're just adding another word. Because when you say for Shabbos and Yantif, we don't add in the word Kodesh. 
We don't say Kodesh there. So anyway, I just want to say that all biblical holidays, we also light for the holidays, just like for Shabbos. But there, let's say, um, like on Shavuos this year, we went from Friday night, we ended on Saturday night, and Shavuos started right after on Saturday night. We have to wait until complete Shabbos is over, before we can light for Shavuot, and we take it from a pre-existing flame because, as we said before, you are not allowed to ignite a fire. So if people don't have a pilot light, then they burn a yardside candle, which lasts for 24 hours, and then they have their pre-existing flame. Okay, so um, I just want to translate what this blessing means. This blessing is that we bless God, uh, who is the king um, of the universe, um, that has commanded us, uh, sanctified us, Sanctified us. Kiddushano means sanctify. Kiddush, sanctifying. Uh, with his commandments. And he commanded us to uh, kindle the uh, lights uh, of Shabbat. And we also add in the Holy Shabbat. So that's what the blessing means. And then afterwards... Uh, when we give tzedakah, we should make sure before we light the candles that that's removed from the table and put elsewhere. And then... Why? Normal, because that is something that we do not touch on Shabbos. We don't handle money. We don't touch the tzedakah box. And it's best if we put it in a place that doesn't render the table whatever. So it doesn't make any noise when you move no, your table. No, well... the coins. No, that that sounds too simple. Yeah. But it there is a law in the Torah. If you want to be, it the law is that we actually should put chalot on the table because we don't want to make the base of the table not touchable because it has all these muktza things, things that are prohibited to touch because we're not allowed to use them on Shabbos. So therefore, we put like chalot so that the table is not just with the base of candles, not movable, and the tzedakah also. It really doesn't belong there. It belongs before Shabbos. The same with matches, put them away, put the lighter away, and just the extinguished matches if you have a place for it, you know, there, but inconspicuous probably. So... um, I wanted to, so again, we said, as, and when we finish lighting and we have drawn and we finish saying our personal prayer, a lot of people ask for everything, and we also ask for the redemption of the Jewish people, and we say, when we remove our hands, we say to our family, our loved ones, we say to our loved ones and our family, good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom, whatever it is, and embrace the peace and the tranquility, the inner peace, and the beautiful atmosphere that you have just ushered into your home. And I wanted to say that usually when you go to light the candles, you go in already Shabbos attire, meaning a Shabbos clothing, a Shabbos special robe, 
whatever it is. Don't look like a nebbish. No, but we actually should look like we're coming to do usher in this Shabbos with special clothes, special food, special aura, and with a whole special um, approach. So this is the way it actually is done. It sounds like such a simple mitzvah to do, just light the candles, but yet there are many details in understanding where it comes from, when exactly we should light, how you go about it, and the blessings that we bring about when we do it. So now if you want to know why we ushered in and do it three times... It's very interesting that um, the inward waving motion of at candlelighting is for six days we have been outward beings out into the world, investing ourselves in the world around us. But on Shabbos, we are pulling back. We are pulling our energy into regaining focus and balance. Sometimes we are just running and running, and we really don't know how to stop and rest. We work hard at achieving. You work hard, you never stop. If you're not doing one thing, you're doing something else. But Shabbos is a day of rest. And to do it right, we have to know what rest means. And how do you rejuvenate yourself? You can't just say stop. Resting can also like be a drain if you're just sitting motionless around. So what <laughs> is the, tired. Yeah. <laughs> so our retreat from the external life that we have on Shabbos actually is a lot loftier. It's an action in speech and in thought. Okay? Three. On these levels, we refrain from actually doing work. On a deeper level... The level of speech, we refrain from talking about work-related matters. We don't make deals. We don't plan for the week ahead. We hold our soul energies so close and enhance our inner lives with family, friends, and our connection to God. So there's really a deeper level when we say rest on Shabbos. It's on a level of thought. And when we reach this level... We feel like our weekday life doesn't even exist. And we don't have a worry about anything that's going on in the world. When you wave your hand three times, you're actually entering into a realm of inner rest, retreating from a superficial world and demands on all three levels. You stop working, you stop talking about your work, and you stop worrying about it. And when all those layers are removed, what's left? You, your soul, and your relationships with God, your family, your spouse. That's really what matters. And so even though the hand-waving seems like, what? But really it is about, it is about, having to do with when you make the blessing, because once we light the candle, we've already done the mitzvah, and then we can't say the blessing. But the wa- the waving of the hand actually is a lot deeper and trying to help us transition from the weekday week. work yeah. 
into the mindful Shabbos that we should undertake on all these levels. It's actually fascinating to me. The more that I learn for these uh, recordings, the more I have an appreciation for what I do. So I just hope that you have gotten an appreciation for the specialness of this mitzvah, the kindling, the illuminating of the Shabbos candles. And if there's something that I haven't covered, by all means, ask. But I I really hope that we covered why we light Shabbos candles, who lights it, the time for lighting it, the charity we give before, um, how we should welcome the Shabbos. And finally, I want to say that there is a verse in the Torah that God promises us that if you will keep the kindling of the Shabbat candles, I will, um, I will show you the illumination of the candles or the lights of Zion with the redemption for us and for the world all over. So if we take that on, we're only assured peace in every sense of the word. Thank you. Thank you, Sterna. As as you said, it's fascinating. That's the candle lighting part is a very cool thing to me. So I hope people learned and um, refresh things that they may have learned when they were younger, as I always do when I listen to you. And thank you so much for joining me on Jubilations. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Jubilations. May you go from strength to strength. <laughs>